Welcome to Get Uncomfortable with Dakota and Shay, the podcast where we discuss why we enjoy seeking out challenges and how this stimulates personal and professional growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn to welcome adversity into your daily routine. Through discussion, we want to show you how seeking out challenges will help you grow in all areas of your life. We plan to cover topics such as surrounding yourself with the right people, the importance of physical exertion, learning new and difficult skills, and many others. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in to the show. I know there is a lot of stuff vying for your attention uh, currently, so I really appreciate you taking time to tune in to this show. Um, First things first, if you do like this show, this episode, share it with somebody. Uh, Go over to Apple Podcasts and uh, leave us a review if you would, if you enjoy the show, if you like all the other episodes, uh, leave us a five-star rating. All that helps us get seen, noticed, so we can build a larger community. Um, I told you guys we have some interviews, and this is a good one. Juan Guadarrama, he runs a, a gym in California, strength and conditioning gym, and it's really cool what he's done with the gym. It's not just a gym. And that's something I kind of like always tried to say to myself when I started Enlightened Athlete. I don't want it to just be a gym. Like I want people to get other things out of it, whether that be connections in the community, whether that be people meeting uh, new people that can help them either in their business or something or support other local businesses. And it's finally starting to grow into that, I feel like here. And I really love that. But when you hear what he has done with his facility, uh, I was like, I was really blown away. We, we kind of dove into that a lot because... It was so cool. It was such an interesting take on, you know, what a gym is and what it could be and how he wants to be involved in the community. I really liked that. And the other thing that really stuck out to me in this episode was I say in the interview, he gets up at like three in the morning, like every day, three thirty, three in the morning. If you check his Instagram, um, there's a link to it in the show notes. But if you check his Instagram, you'll see that he posts like every morning he gets up at like three. That's why I wanted to bring him on the show because that's like, that's uncomfortable. I don't know a lot of people who do that. That is uncommon. And I really like people who are uncommon. I find that inspiring, motivating. It kind of lights a fire under my ass to get stuff done. But he talks about how he gets up every morning excited to do what he's doing. It's not like it's hard for him to get up at 3 a.m. He's pumped to get up and get running, hit the ground running because he loves what he does so much. When you listen to this, you are going to hear some background noise. He runs a full-scale facility and there's people coming in and out when he was recording. So... You're going to hear some other stuff uh, kind of clanging around. I think there's a little bit of music in the beginning. It's not really that bad. You can hear him very clearly. Um, but I just wanted to let everybody know that it's not your speakers malfunctioning or it's not a corrupted audio file. Uh, it just, there's a little bit of background noise. It's not that big of a deal. I didn't think because um, the content is so good. Uh, so like I said, if you enjoyed it, please share this out with somebody. Uh, share the link on Facebook, Instagram, uh, whatever. Send, them, send it, it to them in an email and uh, leave us a review. So, Juan, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it, and I hope all of you guys enjoy the episode. Okay, what's up, everybody? This is Shay with Get Uncomfortable. Welcome back to another episode. We have a special guest on today's episode. We have Juan Guadarrama from Sorta HQ. So he runs Sorta HQ, uh, strength coach, powerlifter, husband, father, gets up at 3 a.m. every day to kick ass. Uh, What don't you do, man? How's it going? Uh, I'm good. I don't know. I'm, I'm always trying to figure out more shit to do uh, and kind of 
kind of push myself, um, but but I'm doing well. In the middle of the day over here, it's noon, just a little bit of dead time, and then on to the second shift. Uh, those uh, those of you that are coaches know the life. Absolutely, man. It's an all day grind. Um, so the reason I wanted to bring you on the show, I've been, I kind of feel like a creeper. I've been following you for a long time, like in the background, just watching you get up at, you you know, you post on your Instagram every day. Um, what's your Instagram handle so people can follow you? I need to change it, by the way. It's so long. It's J-L-G-U-A-D-A-R-R-A-M-A. But I did switch my name. You know how you can switch your, uh, like your actual name to coach one. And I think that comes up as well. Okay. All right, give him a follow because it will inspire you. Thank you. you. <laughs> so I've been watching you get up. You post at like three in the morning every day to get up to go work out, to go crush it. And uh, oh, I think you got some audio going on here. And every morning I see you get up. Like, Tell me a little bit how you kind of got into what you're doing now. So you're powerlifting. I know you do that. Um, you coached CrossFit at Deuce Gym for yep. quite a while, right? So kind of tell yeah. me how you got into the uh, like the fitness lifestyle. Um, I guess I'll go way back because I think it matters to the story. Um, I would say I grew up a pretty competitive athlete. I was fortunate enough to be around good circles of uh, soccer players here in Southern California. And um, I, just, <laughs> I enjoy winning and hate losing. So it kind of pushed me to do things things in order to be successful in those competitive ballots but was lucky to play like four-year varsity was lucky to play division one soccer for a little bit and then I went down to do some military stuff uh, studied entrepreneurship and then didn't know what to do post attending um, college so then I went down the route of kind of personal training my wife and I got pregnant uh, and then figured out I needed a job. So then I tried to be a firefighter. So I was an EMT, was on the ambulance for two days, quit, and then just told myself, I'm just going to be a dope-ass strength coach. I'm just going to fucking do that really well. Um, so then because of that, I started to commit finally and mature in my life, started to read and take it more seriously and discovered that the thing that I like to do is be in the process and train for things that led me to be the personal training manager at my first gym. I left that gym to work for myself at a smaller gym with my now really good buddy, Todd. We still keep in touch. Uh, I, at that point had done a bodybuilding show cause that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And then started to fall in love with CrossFit because my being was in uh, being a soccer player and running and lifting heavy weights, which didn't really match up to the training style for bodybuilding, which led me to just show up to Deuce Gym one day and talk to Logan and ask, how do I work here? And he told me how to do it. So I did the whole thing and then was earned a spot to be the performance director. And then at some point grew the maturity and skills to last year uh start my own venture so it's kind of the shortened version there's some details in there um but to kind of answer the question what led me was uh the self-discovery of the things that i enjoy doing i think that's the most important thing that's the thing that i talk about and teach the most with anyone that's around me in my mentoring group is you need to find what moves you which makes 
what people may seem extreme for me, making waking up at 3 a.m. is not really a thing for me. It's just what I have to do. I don't I don't lay in bed and go, do I have to get up? It's just part of my DNA at this point. It you've created like such a lifestyle where getting up at 3 a.m. is it's just par for the course. It's not a big deal. You're like, I'm getting up because I got shit I want to get done. Yeah, I, um, one of the differences, I think I, I wake up excited to um, do the things that I get to do every day. Did that cut off or is that all right? No, nope, we're good. Okay. Uh, I wake up excited to do the things that I get to do every day. It's not, um, it's not like a daunting task. The things that I get to do are pretty fucking cool. That's exactly how I feel about my job now. So I, I kind of had a similar um, route. I didn't play D1 or anything. I ended up, I was working through college, but I had figured out, you know, early on in high school that uh, the weight room was like uh, a really good place for me. I felt at home in it. I loved it. I loved lifting weights. I loved teaching people how to get healthier, like not necessarily just lift, but just get healthier in general. And I didn't really like any of my jobs that I had leading up to it. I started to get internships at gyms. And then get on as a you know a paid employee, a coach at different CrossFit gyms, and then uh, just work my way up. And eventually, just kept learning and kept growing and tried to get everything I could out of every single experience. And like my goal was to change somebody's life, and I feel the same way when I wake up. Like I'm the luckiest dude to be able to wake up and go to work, meet cool people, and change their life in a positive way. But you kind of touched on like how you got to where you are and what you're doing now, and you love it was through self discovery. And that's kind of what you teach other people. So what do you think in your life was a useful tool that you used to help you with that self-discovery? I think the first thing, and I think it's difficult because it took me a while to mature into it, is diving in to self and improvement things, but it has to be with the right circles. I think at first it feels a little cheesy, and you might be going off of something that someone else said. So it's not like your own taste. Uh, so it took me a bit to find what those circles are for me. So like mine are like Jocko or Andy Frisella or Corey G, a, a little bit more on the extreme side. And I'm like, well, I, I, I relate to that. I identify to that. And it affirmed for me that I'm not the only fucking nutty person. Um, so it was helpful to see, for me specifically, other guys who are lifting, who are about their business, um, who are doing things that I wanted to do, uh, and really listening to what they were saying. So like I, I remember I would latch on to someone and I would listen to every single episode and everything that they would uh, put out. And I will learn everything about their being and then take skills that I felt that would benefit myself and then implement them right away. I think sometimes what gets missed is you listen to something and then you don't implement it. I'm like, I, that doesn't make sense to me. If there's something that um, could benefit you, I, I kind of put it into play. And one of those things was my buddy Danny and I, we used to start training at 5 a.m. because we have 6.30 class in the morning at the gym. And then we kept running out of time. So we're like, damn, dude, our training's getting cut short by the time we warm up. Then we got to open up the gym. It's not really working out for us. So then it got pushed back uh, to four. 
and that started working. And then I discovered that um, like my buddy Corey G and other successful people also wake up at 3 a.m. and are at the gym at 4. And I was like, well, I really identify with that. And I really believe that there's a, a bigger story for me to unlock for myself. So I'm going to fucking dive into that every day um, and not really let let time restraints uh, or excuses get in that way. Because uh, I think a lot of times what you see is uh, people letting go of their fitness once they become a business owner or successful or a parent. Um, and I wasn't going to allow that to be an excuse for myself. Yeah, I see that all the time where people become parents a lot. I see parents or even just getting married, especially starting a business day. Their fitness uh, falls on the back burner like right away. That's the first thing to go. Like, I don't have time. I don't have time. And to your point, like, yeah, if you got up at 3 a.m., you got a lot more day ahead of you. You can get a lot more shit done before most people are awake when you get up that early. That's the one thing I notice when I get up early, real early, is like I get so much shit done. Nobody's bothering me. I'm not getting phone calls. I'm not getting texts. I'm not uh, getting random emails, putting out fires all day. It's literally quiet time for me to work. If it's working out, yeah. if it's getting a podcast ready, editing something, like I'm just working and there's no distractions. And it's like, it's actually really peaceful which is nice. Yeah, Corey G. I follow I follow Corey G too. He is uh intense, man. But it reminds me of you when I watch your lifting videos like you get me hyped to work out. Like that's what I want to talk about too with you, your mindset. Like what mindset do you use to approach training? Cuz you're lifting so heavy and you're getting fucking hyped and you're you know, smacking yourself, getting woke up. Like let's go, baby. Some people are like, "Man, that's crazy. That's too much." But I I love that. Like I think that's awesome. I love seeing that. And I love getting hyped when I'm in the gym. I crank it all the way up death metal, rock, rap, whatever, like as loud as I can get it. And me and my buddy Dakota, when he comes in here, he's a co-host on the show. We get crazy. Like we start screaming, we're slamming shit. And we just have like, it's the, it's the most fun training with that type of intensity. So what kind of mindset do you use to approach to that level of training that you're doing every day? Well, first I just think it's fun. I think as we get older, uh, we lose that part of ourselves or that that competitor um it kind of like when you're in the room you can feel how alive the room is um so the first is like because it's fun and i'm just a fucking meathead to start with and then two i have some goals that i set out uh lifting wise that i want to reach so that kind of helps me direct that energy and then kind of three, it's it's my brand. <laughs> so it, it's it's what the gym represents, what I represent, the the hard work and powerlifting, to be honest, is, is pretty boring. Um, and that's kind of why I enjoy it. It's just binary. It's black and white. Did you do the work? Did you not do the work? Uh, and it shows when you're competing. And then 2020 got a little screwed over, but. Uh, I competed a couple months ago and it, the top three people were kind of close. And I remember turning the burners on and that feeling of uh, turning on the kill switch was a uh, very, it was a special moment. We don't get to do that a lot anymore. Um, so still being an athlete as we're getting older, it's, it's something that I enjoy doing. Yeah, man, I think a lot of people miss lose that and I'm sure that they miss that I feel bad for people that have never experienced it like never pushed themselves physically to a point 
where they don't know what they can do or what they can't do and how to come back from that. And yeah, that kind of makes me bummed for them. But uh, I love that being able to go to that place of like, when we do jujitsu here, it's like, sometimes we go to that place where it's like, I don't think I can do another round. I'm going to throw up on the mat. I'm going to pass out and you just keep fucking going, man. You got to turn it on. And if you go to a competition, you got to, you got to turn it on or somebody's going to rip your head off. You know, that's like, yeah, that's exciting. I love that. So with uh, the powerlifting that you're doing, what does your training look like? Can you give us a little overview kind of, of, of the, maybe the cycle you're in right now? Yeah. Um, I've been, I'm a big, uh, student of, uh, Louis Simmons and, uh, Westside Barbell. That's one of the first things that I, uh, latched onto one cause the culture, uh, again, like identifying with other circles that you feel like relate to you. And then two, he puts, he has put out like a lot of content, um, you can't really argue with the things that he's uh, achieved. So it's kind of uh, really cool to meet Corey, go to Ohio, go see that whole scene and the history of how it's influenced uh, strength training. And so I, I use the conjugate system and then other tools that I've like learned from CrossFit to put together a program. So it'll so conjugate split up between uh two max effort days so that's a lower body day and upper body day and then some dynamic days uh dynamic days uh talking about more like power output moving medium weights really really fast uh i'm six weeks out from my next comp so i'm start i'm have like moderate amount of volume uh, we won't really usually go over fives um and then we just kind of vary versus bands or uh, overloading so reverse bands um, from the top and then kind of just at this point is more mostly by feel and kind of seeing how everyone's moving um and then for our accessory piece or conditioning depending on what it is depending how far out we are we just either do like EMOMs or AMRAPs that match the main lift for the day. So it's kind of uh, getting best of both worlds. This is basically CrossFit with the strength emphasis. Okay, cool. That's a solid program. Uh, for everybody that doesn't know, EMOM is every minute on the minute. So you pick a movement or a set of movements that you're doing. And every time the clock rolls over to a new minute, you start over and you do it again. And AMRAP is as many reps or rounds as possible in a given amount of time just in case people don't know that. Um, so, like, I love powerlifting, but I'm, like, a real skinny dude. I've always been pretty skinny. I'm, like, 170 pounds. I can gain weight up to 180. Like, I've been 180 before, but if I don't pay attention to it, I drop back down. And I'm, like, lanky. Like, my arms are longer. My wingspan is longer than I am tall. So I have, like, monkey arms, which is good for deadlifts. And yeah, you crush on deadlifts. But, but you suck at bench pressing. Uh, yeah, I suck at bench pressing. <laughs> um, and my squats aren't that great either because my legs are really long. So squat sucks oh. too. So um, I get I start lifting really heavy. I love going through like a powerlifting cycle. Um, I just love it. Like I love lifting heavy. It feels good. I love getting hyped up. But recovery for me now, so I'm 30. Um, and I've noticed my recovery has definitely 
not the same. I can't recover as easily. It takes much more of a concerted effort to recover nutrition-wise. You know, got to get massages. I wanted to ask you specifically about like what you do for recovery methods or, or like, are you just like, fuck it. If I hurt, I'm just going to keep crushing weights. Uh, so I'm the, I'm the same age. Um, I do feel like I get more beat up. So I kind of just wait for the days that I can push it. Most of the days I'm just trying to hang on. Uh, and I hear the, I hear the same thing from older guys. You just, you're just kind of waiting to when the recovery catches up for you and then you just kind of push it. Um, I don't really do too much. I would like to do more. It's just, I don't have that privilege right now. Like if it was up to me, I'd probably go to sleep earlier. I would probably meal prep better. I would probably go in the sauna every day. I would, I try to do a middle of the day, like mobility sesh after I've been on the computer or something, just to start prepping for the next day because the morning goes by pretty fast. Um, but so that's kind of my recovery protocol, just whatever I can, whenever I can. So there's nothing specific. Or if I'm feel, really feeling beat up, I'll determine whether I'm just doing the main lift and I'm not doing anything else. Or skip the main lift and just only do accessory. Kind of what I think I'm going to get the most benefit from. Um, so if like my CNS is really taxed, I just won't do the main lift. Uh, if I'm just like general fatigue and tired, I'll just only do the main lift and not do anything else. Um, for if I am to get injured, I just use it as an opportunity to get better at another movement. Uh, so there was like a time where I tweaked my back. So then I just bench pressed every other day and I got to 375. And then my shoulders have been bugging. So I just started squatting more. And so I, I use it as an, as an opportunity to get another lift up. Yeah. I love that. You're working around an injury. You're not quitting. You're not taking a no. break, taking time off. You can't, like you can't afford that if you have goals. And that's something I try to tell people when they come in here to work out. They're like, Oh, can I get hurt? I'm like, you can get hurt getting out of bed. So yeah. You could get hurt. And if you do, it doesn't matter. Like, we're going to work around it. There's no reason to quit. Like, don't not come in. Don't give up. You work around yeah. it. And I love that. That's good. I like that, that you uh, you change the training based on, you know, it's like you got a plan for the day, the program, what you're doing, but you'll change it based on how you feel. I think that's uh, something a lot of people could benefit from. They get locked into this rigidity of, like, I have to do X, Y, and Z. And yeah. if I don't get it done, I'm a failure. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, sometimes you got to adjust, you know? Oh, yeah, I I think the highest level of it is just having awareness on how you feel. Yeah, that body awareness. So you opened your gym uh, about a year ago. Is that what you said? Yeah, a little over now. Okay. And that was like kind of like right in the middle of a global pandemic. And I know in California specifically, um, you guys got hit pretty hard with like shutdowns or limitations on how much you how many people you could have in at one time right yeah it was a little wild yeah so tell me a little bit about that so here i run my own gym too and um i we didn't get hit that hard in nebraska we don't have very a very big population in the town i live in so we didn't really have much for restrictions and i never had to shut down i got very lucky um nice but tell me about 
opening your own a new facility in the midst of that shit? Well, I think the the story kind of starts with I knew at some point I wanted to be in a driver's seat. Um and it happened to the opportunity the opportunity happened during COVID. Um to where my first business partner had a building. We couldn't work out at the, uh, the gym we were at. So the homies started working out at this other building because we just had access to it early on. It's early in the morning. No one's going to see us. So we started working out there. And then he asked me, hey, do you want to team up and open up a gym here? Uh, and I had tried to do it a couple of times before and it just has, it didn't work out a lot of barriers, a lot of cost. Um, so just kind of waiting for the perfect opportunity. Meanwhile, I knew that I needed the skills to do so. So there's like the, um, what I view as the coaching craft of it. That's an assumption. If you want to be in the fitness industry, there's the, the business part that you need to know the operations part. Luckily I had been running gyms by now and i studied entrepreneurship uh, in school and then just over time maturing becoming a parent you learn the emotional intelligence part of human beings so those are the the three capital things that i kind of talk about when people want to venture down that route but anyways i had an opportunity to take on a building with basically no overhead and kind of start a community and a culture. So that, that was kind of the the gap that I penetrated through. And then we started training. The building had a huge lot. So we were able to work out outside. So that justified us being open. And then we kind of just grew from there. Luckily, I had enough clout and knowledge that people wanted to be around. Um, and we kind of built from that. And I was lucky enough to have the OG 4AM crew to start the culture of this thing that I was trying to do. Uh, the difficult part about that is you're walking away from the salary benefits. My wife's pregnant. We had a kid during COVID. Um and then at some point, my business partner and I had disagreement, so I had to move buildings in the middle of quarantine. But by then, I had built a base of my members to move into the building that we're in now. Um, and we've kind of just been jamming on that and knocking on opportunities and talking to people and applying for stuff. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get uh, this men's health mentoring and get a bigger network um i reasserted my l3 and then i passed the cscs test uh and just keeping on the craft side of it the coaching craft of it staying on the business side of like marketing and creating brand awareness and what it means to people um and continue on in training so it's just really an extension of all the things that I knew I had to get good at, uh, express at a higher level now. Yeah, dude. Congrats. I saw your, your son just turned one recently, right? Yeah. Little Benny. Now one. That's awesome, man. My daughter just turned two in July. That was like one of the biggest things that made me grow up was having a kid. First was 
got an internship at a gym where I had to get up, you know, it was like four o'clock every day, you get to the gym by five for 5 a.m. class, work all day at the gym, and then you go to, I had to go to my night job. That was like my first step into like growing up. Before I was like sleeping through my alarms in college and shit, like yeah. lazy, man. I look back and I'm like, you idiot. But <clears throat> that helped me grow up. And yeah, when I had a kid. thing makes you help, help grow up for sure. Yeah, you have to. Like, you don't have an option anymore. <laughs> like, if you don't, you're kind of an asshole, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, you walked away from the salary. Um, what was the, like, what was the big motivator? I know you said that the building had kind of worked out at the right time. Like, things kind of fell into place. But that motivator to really push through, like, it sounds like you, you've done it before. You've tried it before, and it didn't work out, and you had a lot of barrier to entry, and like you didn't let any of that stop you. What is like the thought process to keep going through that? Cause I know people who will fail once and then completely give up. Um, I don't really ever see that. I am just very stubborn on what my goal is and I will, I call it force manifestation onto it. Uh, and I will do whatever I can in my control to make it happen. Um, the other things that I tell myself and that I'm out to prove uh, as a first generation Mexican American is breaking other barriers to being a Latino gym owner in a community that looks like me and providing access to high level of training um, and creating an environment for uh, like I, I thought about my mom and my dad and so what what does the gym look like for that demographic or a demographic that's never stepped into a gym or a neighborhood that doesn't know what this style of training is? Um, so first, it's kind of like my stubborn vision and goal of my own personal legacy and my own challenge of can I really test my skills? Uh, and make an impact to my local community. Um, but like the failure thing, I don't know. I just I just view it as problem solving at all times. What is the thing that I need to solve for, and how do I make it happen? That's powerful. Um, which I don't know if they helped anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Well, obviously it worked, right? I mean, you didn't give up. That's the big thing. Like a lot of people just give up. You didn't give up, man. So it worked. That shit is what works. Like you got to find the thing that resonates with you that keeps pushing you forward. I love that. And I want to talk about your gym a little bit too. What all do you guys do at the gym? Do you have group classes? Do you personal training, nutrition stuff, like movement seminars? What all do you guys do? Uh, so the the base of it is functional fitness uh, and powerless. The group training is fitness. We choose a we choose kind of two goals for about two month period, and then we program around that. And then we'll alternate the training dates. So, like for example, we're doing CrossFit Total right now. So it could look like Monday, Wednesday, Friday is strength training, and then the other one that I sold everyone else on is training to the mile. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday would be what I call road work. And then they will alternate those days on the next week. Um, so we choose a goal. We make training oriented towards those goals. Everyone crushes those goals. And then we move on to whatever I think would be the next best fit. 
for powerlifting, mostly everyone that comes to open gym follows the powerlifting program. And then we choose or I choose what meets we're going to go compete at. Um, and that's been kind of cool because it's been growing a lot. And for some reason, now all my friends are business owners or sorry, gym owners. Uh, so I'm trying to create this like group of gym owners and we start to influence the fitness market around us because we just have numbers at this point so it's kind of cool to hey, well let's take over the scene we have so many of us we can kind of decide and influence how this journey goes uh just because i think a lot of the fitness stuff is transactional and that doesn't really help people um we also have personal training going on every man for himself everyone takes on takes on their own own money and then other things that I added to create bigger value, uh, I created these departments, uh, one to kind of, for people to create their own jobs, um, for people to be creative in exploring their own interests and for people to build kind of the resume. So some of those things are, we have, uh, two guys that do a lot of our media, so they help me film stuff and, uh, market them so that they can get hired for their work. We started this small business coalition, which helps, um, like small mom and pop startups, giving them locations to try out their product or their service. We have this outreach, uh, program where we kind of collab with another company where they decide some sort of outreach, whether it's uh, handing out clothes, clothing drives or cooking or handing out meals to homeless or kind of whatever we decide. Um, and each kind of each one of those people had their own efforts. Uh, we have a, an events planning committee that kind of helps me with my events. And they also plan events for other people, whether you want to go, you want to plan a date or a party or a grand opening or a baby shower or whatever it is. Um, so I, I wanted it to be a bigger expansion than just a gym. Uh, I kind of view it more of a community center that you can use as a, as a safety net for you to explore your own interests. I know how scary it could be on your own, but if you have like the brand backing you and helping you push um, whatever the thing that you're working on, um, it's a little bit safer. You can kind of explore those edges uh, and some of the other things that we started doing, we have a couple of high school kids. So anyone that's in high school can come for free. Uh, it's kind of more like a mentoring program. Come hang out, hang out around other adults that are professionals in their field. Uh, so we've seen a lot of success in how these kids change the mentality and how they attack their day, how they attack their training. Uh, and we have our first collegiate sponsored athlete so now that um athletes can get paid i want to figure out how to grow that one of my dreams is to have a branch that's a, a non-profit where we can mentor i don't know like 10 to 20 kids through training and after school programming kind of be their college prep team to get them uh into collegiate sports and then at that point have built them to where we can also sponsor them um, so, so all those things, I, I kind of have this vision of this very impactful, bigger brand than just 
coming in and doing burpees type of thing. I love that. Damn, dude, that's that's fucking cool. That's really cool. <laughs> so like these departments that you have where you're letting people come in and explore that, you know, the kind of the areas, the different uh, groups that you have going and, and programs that you're building out outside of fitness. Are these members of the gym or are these people that you just know from the community you've known for your whole life that are coming in and they're kind of this is the meeting center where they come in and get everything started and then they, you know, under your brand? Uh no, they, these are all members from the uh, from the gym. And they were kind of already doing these things on their own. Uh, and I just put it out and proposed, hey, I have an idea. Uh, I don't know if you guys would like to be part of it, but I think it would be helpful for both parties. Um, I pitched it, and I think any relationship has to be a win-win situation to where both parties get something out of it. Um, so I can... For example, like the uh, high school kids also help with like the facilities. I'm trying to teach them more how to be managers. So like they're in charge of retail, they're in charge of cleaning, they're in charge of like the little things. But so that they can understand and take ownership of some responsibilities. Uh, And in return, when it's earned, be able to put that on their resume. For everyone else, it's like a little older. It's just an opening and a marketing opportunity for them, for other people to see their work. Um, so it's like everyone that's already here understands what I'm trying to do, understands and has been impacted by their own personal growth, um, and then kind of just carries carries that flag uh, however they want. There's really no rules. Damn. That's cool. That's cool. This is really like I'm going to ask some selfish questions here because I'm very interested in this. I'm at a point now with my gym where it's like my roster is completely filled up personally, mine. I've got one other guy who's a coach in here who has the same training philosophy that I do. Um, But as far as like growing the team and the community, that is new for me. And and we live in a, we only have like 25,000 people in this town. And so so it's a pretty small town, but we've got like two, three, four, five, like five or six gyms in the town this size. And they're all a little bit different. They all kind of have their own niche, which is, that's perfect. And, you know, I know I'm not for everybody. Anybody can come do it, but it's like this, my, uh, met, like you're going to get fucking tired. Like I'm going to work you out. You're going to work hard. There's no bullshit where you're coming in and you're like, Oh, okay. We're going to sit down and do this. We're going to walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Like we're doing burpees. We're doing the sled. We're doing battle ropes. We're doing squats. We're doing deadlifts you know, we're going to work out hard. So I know this is not for everybody and that's okay, but I'm at the point now where I would like to grow the team a little bit. And I think that's kind of the next evolution of the gym so we can have a larger community impact because I have kind of a similar vision where I would like to make this more than just coming in and doing burpees, right? Like I don't want to be a clipboard trainer. I talk to people about their lives. I know their families. I know what's going on. Um, the majority of what I do is one-on-one personal training. That's kind of what we shifted to. That's kind of my niche. That's just kind of what worked. Um, but I would like to get into more of, we do jujitsu here too. So maybe reaching out to, you know, the the local police, um, firefighters, EMTs, things like that to just give them that skill and give them a positive community to build around. So I love that you're doing that. Like you have guys come in. So the, the kids that are doing the marketing and the filming for you, they're, do you give them free training? Are they paying for the gym? You know, what does that exchange look like? Um, they still pay for the gym because I think there's an understanding of 
we won't we need a place anyway um none of that is going to work otherwise i think there's opportunities to where if they create their own money they get to keep all that there's also opportunities to where depending on how much work it takes i'm willing to split whatever we bring in so it's kind of more open conversation on what i think is fair uh in that situation because content takes a lot of work. Yeah. It's kind of the, the, the most difficult one. Yeah, that one's hard for sure. That Yeah, content takes a lot of work. Like doing everything, you know, cleaning yeah. the facility, programming, running this, staying on your own, taking care of your home life, uh, being a leader in the, uh, in the space that you're in. Like that's a lot. So that's nice to have help for sure. And uh, no, that's great. I love that. It's just an open conversation. And you're right. Like we got to have a spot. So if we don't have a spot, none of this works. Like that makes yeah. perfect sense. No, that's really cool, man. I really like that. I didn't know you had all that stuff going on. I think uh, more people need to do stuff like that, have a have a vision like that, you know, where they're really impacting the community. And uh, where are you guys located exactly? We're in Hawthorne, which is uh, the South Bay um, of Los Angeles. It's uh, south of LAX. Um, so we're, we're pretty close to the beach. Hawthorne's known because it has Tesla and SpaceX. Uh, so it's kind of where a lot of that happens. It's a lot of aerospace technology and a bunch of engineering type stuff happens. Nice. Dude, I am jealous of the weather out there. Like our weather is going to get real shitty here in the next couple months. Yeah, it's nice. But for the first time, I'm inside because I've always been training outside. And that's really nice because my face was getting beat up. I'm fucking sitting in AC right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice, right? Yeah, it is super nice. Yeah, I think uh, we had, I had one gym I worked at where it was uh, mostly outside. And um, God, we would make people run at like five in the morning outside when it was snowing. And I'm like, oh, fuck that, dude. I don't want to do that. But you go do it, you know, like it's cold <laughs> and you run and people get used to it. And it's like, uh, I don't know. After 30 years of winter, it's you kind of just get used to it. But I always tell my wife, I think I've had enough of the winter. So like if I don't ever have to do another one, if we decide to move somewhere, I'm like, I'm good with that too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got one more question I want to ask you. Um, if you had a book that you would recommend to somebody that was looking to like not just improve their their physical fitness, but improve their life overall and maybe help them build better habits or just get their shit together in general, what would the book be that you would recommend them to read? I have a long list of books and you'll see right there's our, our gym library of books. Um, I think as I've gotten older, I've leaned more towards Away from technical books, one of the books that comes to mind is uh, Obstacles the Way. I think it's Ryan Holiday. Um, it's one of those books where your fears, your life kind of dictates the direction you're supposed to go. Like basically, like do something hard. Um, how will you know what you're kind of made of if you don't go and pursue that? And I think... That is the self-discovery thing that we talked about in the beginning of the podcast of uh, 
I think that's where all of us learn and grow, going through things that are really difficult. Um, and I'm, I'm always looking for that myself. Three of my own personal core values is growth, ownership, and autonomy. And I think through that self-discovery and doing things that are hard to challenge yourself and grow and really test yourself is what um, opens up you taking responsibility and reaching the point of autonomy to where like you have control and agency over everything that you do. So even like for us where the days are really long, we get to choose what those days look like. Um, And I get to choose who I hang out with. So no matter how much money or little money or tired I am, it's on my terms. Um, so that's kind of the book that I would recommend in order to open up all the other things because I can give you a nutrition plan and I can give you a training plan, but if you're pissed at yourself and you fucking hate yourself, it's not going to happen anyway. Dude, that you nailed it. That's the truth. Yeah. Like we kind of know you, most people kind of know like what to eat. Most people know they need to exercise, but like if you hate yourself and you don't want to do it and you're going to self-sabotage every single time, you're going to back away from a challenge or an opportunity growth. It's not going to work anyway. So you got to fix your shit. And that book, actually, that's funny you mentioned that. That book is the reason I decided to start my gym. Like, I knew I wanted to run a gym, but I was training in other gyms. And it's like, we were just about to get married. Uh, we were literally three days away from buying a house. And I quit my job. And I decided I'm going to take it. I read that book. And I was like, God, there's so many gyms in town already. And that book, like, when I read it, it, it pointed out to me, like, in my mind, all right, man. Nobody's going to do what you're going to do. So nobody's doing what you're going to do. There is no gym like you. There is no competition. And Yeah, it's irrelevant. I have in a half mile radius, probably six gyms next to me. I'm right across the street from Planet Fitness. Yeah. Right across the street. Um, I knew and it didn't matter. It's irrelevant because I'm going to be doing my, my shit anyway. Exactly. Damn. I love it. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Where can people go to uh, find out more about your gym and you and, and everything you got going on? Uh, I, I mentioned mine already, but if you guys want to kind of follow and see what we do at the gym, it's a sort of HQ on Instagram. Um, that's the website as well. I'm trying to showcase the things that we do. Got a couple programs work that I'm working on. I'm really focused on uh, the soccer performance side of things since I kind of grew up in that system. So I'm going to be hopefully pushing that out soon. And then I pushed out a little mindset protocol thing, but I think I'm going to revamp and, and add some videos to it. Um, so if you guys are interested in that, hopefully I'll be posting it soon. Dope, man. Keep us posted and I'll, uh, I'll put links to all that stuff in the show notes. And uh, all right, everybody, we will talk to you next time. Juan, thank you so much.